we'll open in prayer, then we'll sing one hymn before we get into our class. Luda, will you open us in prayer? Baba wetu, Mungu ishie milele. Tunakushukuru tena kwa hiki kipindi ambacho tunataka kujifunza mambo ya imani ndani mwako. Asante kwa sababu maneno haya yalipokuwa yamejificha kwetu unayafunua jinsi alivyo katika neno lako. Ya kwamba mara nyingi wanadamu tunatenda dhambi na tunaishi katika asilia ya dhambi na hatutaki Mungu katika maisha yetu. Lakini unapotufunulia mambo haya katika neno lako tunakusongea Bwana na tunapata kupenda tena na kukurejelea. Asante kwa kila nafsi hiyo mali hapa. Ya kwamba Bwana unaponya nafsi hizi kuzileta katika uokovu. Katika jina la Yesu tumeomba. Amen. Okay, we have time for one hymn. Which hymn will we be singing? Trust and obey. Okay.
Chapter 2 of the Confession of Faith. Which deals with of God and of the Holy Trinity. Now, chapter 2 is broken into three paragraphs. And so uh, this particular chapter is very easy to outline. The first paragraph deals with the attributes of God. Then the second paragraph deals with the relations of God. And paragraph 3 deals with the triunity of God. Now there will be chapters of our confession that we will go through rather quickly. But this particular chapter is dealing with such an important subject. And that is God. And it will do, it will take everything that we can to go slowly through this chapter prayerfully asking God to help us to understand these truths that he has revealed about himself in his word. So for today I plan for us only to go to, through paragraph 1. Next week paragraph 2. And the following week paragraph 3. 
So I'll read the uh, paragraph one of chapter two in the English, then we'll ask uh, Brother Luda to read the entire chapter in the or the entire paragraph in the Swahili. So this is chapter two, paragraph one of God and of the Holy Trinity. The Lord our God is but one only living and true God, whose subsistence is in and of himself, infinite in being and perfection, whose essence cannot be comprehended by any but himself, a most pure spirit, invisible, without body, parts, or passions, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, who is immutable, immense, eternal, incomprehensible, almighty, every way infinite, most holy, most wise, most free, most absolute, working all things according to the counsel of His own immutable and most righteous will for his own glory, most loving, gracious, merciful, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin, the rewarder of them that diligently seek him, and withal most just and terrible, in his judgments, hating all sin, and who will by no means clear the guilty. This is the God we serve. Uindio Mungu tunayemtumikia. Nasoma kwa Kiswahili. Bwana Mungu wetu ni Mungu wa kipekee, aliye hai na wa kweli, ambaye kujisimamia kwake kuko ndani yake mwenyewe, anao uhai kamili na ukamilifu ambao kiini chake hakiwezi kufahamika na yeyote isipokuwa yeye mwenyewe roho safi kabisa isiyoonekana asiye na mwili sehemu au tamaa aliye na kutokufa akaaye katika nuru ambaye hakuna mtu awezaye kuifikia asiye badilika aliye na utele wa milele hachunguziki ni mkuu kwa njia zote hana kasoro ni mtakatifu mwenye hekima huru saidi hakika kabisa hufanya mambo yote kwa shauri lake ambalo halibadiliki na mwenye mapenzi ya haki kwa wema kwa wa haki kwa utukufu wake mwenye upendo mwingi mwenye neema mwenye huruma mvumilivu mwingi wa wema na kweli mwenye kusamehe uovu makosa na dhambi kuwapa dhawapu wale wanao mtafuta kwa bidii kando na hayo mwenye haki sana na huku na hukumu zake ni za kutisha akichukia dhambi zote na hataacha mwenye very good thank you sir so it is my prayer 
uh, really over these next three weeks that each of you really listen, pay attention as we do our very best to really uh, soak our minds on these truths of God that He has revealed to us in His Holy Scriptures. Uh, I think there's no better subject that we can spend time studying than God Himself. And we are a privileged race, the human race. That God, uh, being so much beyond us, would grant us the privilege of revealing himself to us in his word. If it was not for the word of God, we could know very little about God. We could know some things because creation reveals to us some things about God. But in his word he has revealed to us so much more. Now as I said the first paragraph uh, covers the attributes of God. And we want to go through eight of them as they are uh, given us from the scriptures and described in our confession. So that is singularity, that is independence. The third is incomprehensibility. The fourth is spirituality. The fifth is infinity. The sixth is sovereignty. The seventh is love. And the eighth is that justice. So we said the first one is singularity. Uh, that God is one. In the confession it says, it begins that paragraph, The Lord our God is but one only living and true God. Now this comes from uh, one place in the scripture is Deuteronomy 6.4. What is known as the Shema of Israel. Where it is written, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. 
Baime inasema ya kwamba sikia e Israeli Mungu ni Mungu na Mungu ni mmoja wacha nisome Nzuri kusoma Deuteronomy 6:4 Mkumbu la Torati 6:4 nasoma sikiza e Israeli Bwana Mungu wetu ni Bwana Bwana Mungu wetu Bwana ndiye mmoja Then let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 4. Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence and that there is no god but one. Makorinto wa kwanza nane ine. Basi kwa habari ya kuvila vitu vilivyotolewa sadaka kwa sanamu tunajua ya kuwa sanamu si kitu katika ulimwengu na ya kuwa hakuna Mungu ila mmoja tu. So God is one. Mungu ni mmoja tu. There is only one true living God. Tunaye Mungu mmoja aishie milele. He is not one God among many different gods. Si Mungu mmoja kati ya miungu tofauti. So we can't say that uh, in Hinduism they have many gods and that is just one way to God and In Islam they have Allah that is another way to approach God and we are Christians so we worship the God of the Bible he's just one God out of the many gods that the world speaks of Hatuwezi tukasema ya kwamba vile wahindi wako na miungu wengi na vile waislamu wako na Allah na vile sisi tuko na Mungu wa Biblia eti hizo njia zote na hizo miungu zote ati zinaweza kuwa Mungu There is only one true God. And that is the God who has revealed himself through the Holy Scriptures. Any other false god is simply an idol. And an idol has no real existence. They are false idols. They are fakes. There is no god but one. There is only one God who has created all of the universe. And there is only one God whom we are to serve as his creation. And it is that one God that all mankind has offended because of sin. And we'll talk more about God's justice, but it is because of his justice 
that we must be saved. When we talk about salvation, what is it we need to be saved from? We need to be saved from the wrath of God. Because of our sins. So we have to be saved by God and we have to be saved from God. And there is only one God. He is singular. He is one. Now the second attribute that is given here in our confession is that of independence. God is independent. God is self-existent. We read in the in the next few words it says in our confession whose subsistence is in and of himself infinite in being and perfection now that word subsistence which is used in the English simply means existence. So God's existence is in and of himself. He has his existence in himself. He does not depend on anything or anyone else for his existence. God's very existence is from himself. So when children ask, where did God come from? The answer is that God did not come from anything or anyone else. He is from himself. He has no beginning. He has no end. God is God. That's really the best that we can say. We have trouble understanding that because we ourselves are finite. We have a beginning. We were created. And we live in a world which was created. So it's very difficult for us to understand a being that was not created. But 
But that is exactly the truth about God. He was not created. And he depends on nothing and no one. His very existence comes from himself. Listen to what Isaiah 48 verse 12 says. 48 verse 12. Listen to me, O Jacob, even Israel, whom I called, I am he. I am the first, I am also the last. Also, we can go to Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11. Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11. Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your will, they existed and were created. And it really only makes sense. In a letter to Maana, because we understand that creation had a beginning. This universe is not eternal. It had a beginning. Many of you children, as you study science, you will study the evidence for the beginning of creation, the universe. Unfortunately, many schools will teach you that everything came from nothing. But according to the laws of physics themselves that we study in science, we know that is impossible. If ever there was a time whereby there was nothing, there would still be nothing. <laughs> the very fact that there is creation, there are human beings, there is the earth, there is the universe, means that there has to be a creator who was not created himself. It is the only way it can be possible. So, we won't teach such things here at Mercy Christian Academy, but I'm sorry for you students who have to endure that nonsense of uh, uh, the theory of evolution and that everything came from nothing. 
But many of the leaders of the world have come to believe a lie because if they have to admit there's a God, now they have to admit they have to answer to this God. And now for the wicked, those who are very happy in their sins, it is much more convenient to deny that there is any such God that they have to answer to. And so that theory of evolution has uh, replaced common sense thinking and biblical thinking. And even the author of that theory of evolution himself, Charles Darwin, would have been appalled to know that his theory of evolution had come to uh, mean that God does not exist. That was never his intention. But God, at any rate, I'll get back on the topic, God is independent. He has created all things, but he does not in any way depend on his creation. Now let's move to the next attribute. That is the third attribute. That is incomprehensibility. A very big word. It really just means mystery. It is God is a mystery to us. He cannot be completely understood. We can understand some things about God, that which He reveals to us, but we can only understand so far as a created being can understand. And this is given to us in the next part of the confession where it reads, whose essence cannot be comprehended by any but himself. Only God can understand himself. For anyone to understand God completely, then they would have to be uh, God themselves. So God is a mystery to us. Uh, we can turn to Romans chapter 11. Verse 
Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable His ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? I think the best explanation of who God is is found in Exodus chapter 3. In verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God is who God is. And there's nothing that we as a creature can do to change who God is. He simply is. Now beyond that, uh, the fourth attribute is spirituality. The confession goes on to say this. A most pure spirit, invisible, without body, parts, or passions who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto. Roho safi kabisa, isio onekana, asie na mwili, sehemu, au tamaa, alie na kutokufa, akaae katika nuru ambayo, hakuna mtu awezae kuifikia. John chapter 4 verse 24 says that God is spirit. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 17 Paul writes to the king of the ages immortal invisible God is invisible uh, chapter uh, chapter 1:17 so god is spirit god is Invisible. Mungu ni roho, mungu aonekani. 
And beyond that, God is without passion. Now that is a, a controversial thing to say today that God is without passions. But we have to remember what passion, that word passion means. According to Webster's dictionary, passion implies a strong emotion that has an over powering and compelling effect so a passion is imposed by an outside force if you have an overwhelming emotion of anger and it causes you to pick up a panga and 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 murder your neighbor. You did not do so just for no reason. You did so because your neighbor made you so angry that in the moment, in your passion, you did that terrible thing. You were imposed by an outside force. Your neighbor did something which made you so angry. Now God is not that way. That is what it means to say he is without passion. Because there's no outside force that can act upon God to cause him to be overwhelmed and makes him do something. Because God is not as we are. God has created all things. And he exists outside of his creation. He is not subject to his creation. He's the one who created it. And so there's nothing and there is no one in God's creation not even the angels, not even Satan or the demons. God created all. And so nothing or no one in God's creation can act on God to cause him to be compelled to do that which he would not normally do. Now for those of you who grew up in, uh, uh, in the traditional African religion, this will be a hard one for you to really comprehend and to believe. Because one of the major tenets of the African traditional religion is that God and spirits can be manipulated. Now 
That is why people go to witch doctors. Because they believe the witch doctor has special insight into the spiritual into the spirit world. And that they will know what you can do in order to manipulate the spirit that is disturbing you. But none of that has anything to do with the God of the Bible, the one true living God. God is without passions. You will not be able to do anything in order to manipulate God to do what you want. Now let's move to the next attribute. That's the fifth attribute which is infinity. This is stated in the phrase that says in our confession, who is immutable, immense, eternal, incomprehensible, almighty, every way infinite, most holy, most wise, most free, most absolute. Asiye badilika, alie na utele wa milele, hachunguziki ni mkuu, kwanjia zote, hana kasoro, ni mkamilifu mwenye hekima. So infinity means that God goes beyond us. In space, that is what uh, they're talking about when they use the word immense. So God is beyond us in space. So we have uh, small children here who take up small space. Then we have some larger adults who take up more space. And we have in this pavilion uh, a limited space. So that once we reach a certain number of people taking up different amounts of space, we cannot fit any more. Eventually, we will run out of space in this pavilion. But God goes beyond any amount of space. He is immense. Also, he goes beyond us in time. He is eternal. He has no beginning. And he certainly has no end. He exists forever and ever and ever. Time was created by God. Before God created, there was no such thing as time. So God, in his infinity, exists outside of time. 
He is not bound by space, he is not bound by time. Also his knowledge. His knowledge is without limit. That's why it says he's incomprehensible and most wise. And his will it says he is most free. Meaning God can do all his holy will. And he goes beyond us in power. He is almighty. He is all powerful. And God goes beyond us in every other way. He is immutable, most holy, most absolute. Hafanyi mambo yoyote kwa shauri lake ambalo halibadiliki na ni mwenye mapenzi ya haki kwa utukufu wake mwenye wingi wa upendo mwenye neema mwenye huruma Now for the sake of time we won't go through all of those scripture references that are given na kwa sababu ya wakati huenda tusipitie maandiko yote ambayo yamepeanwa But just like every week I want to challenge each of you spend this week just uh, spending some time meditating on these truths given in this first paragraph and the scripture proofs uh, that these truths are taught in. Ningependa kuwauliza kwamba wiki zote tuwe tunaangazia ukweli ambao uko katika maneno haya na haswa mno yale maandiko kutoka Biblia ambayo inaunganishwa nayo ili iweze kutusaidia. But we'll move now to the sixth uh, attribute given that is sovereignty god is sovereign yeye ni mungu mkuu ndio yeye ni mungu mkuu and we're given this phrase working all things according to the counsel of his own immutable and most righteous will for his own glory. Hufanya mambo yote kwa shauri lake ambalo halibadiliki na mwenye mapenzi ya haki kwa utukufu wake kwa utukufu wake. So God works some things like a, a few things, some really important things. No, he works all things. Je, Mungu hufanya vitu fulani kwa wakati fulani? Hapana. Mungu ufanya vitu vyote. And he does so to the counsel of his will. Na yeye hufanya vitu vyote kwa shauri la pendo lake mwenyewe ama la mapenzi yake mwenyewe. God does all his holy will. Mungu hutenda 
mapenzi yake mwenyewe. And he does so for one purpose, one ultimate intended purpose. Na yeye huwa anafanya kwa sababu ya kusudi fulani. That is for his own glory. Kwa ajili ya utukufu wake mwenyewe tena. And it is our benefit as God's creatures that God would be glorified. Na kwa ni kwa faida kwetu sisi wenyewe kama viumbe ya kwamba Mungu atukuzwe. Because there's no other glory which can exist that is better than God's glory. Maana hakuna utukufu mwingine ambao unaweza kudumu kuliko utukufu ambao ni wa Mungu. Now if a human being were the one to be glorified then we would have to say that person is selfish. Na kama kuna mwanadamu ambaye alifaa pokea utukufu, tungesema huyo mtu ni mbinafsi. Because we know there's many wealthy, powerful, rich people, presidents, so on and so forth that demand glory. Kwa sababu tunajua kuna matajiri wengi na wenye mamlaka hata marais ambao huwa wanataka ambao ni matajiri ambao huwa wanataka wapokee utukufu they demand respect na huwa wanataka wapewe heshima and they do so for selfish reasons na huwa wanafanya hivyo kwa sababu za kibinafsi but god cannot be like that lakini mungu hayuko hivyo because he is so much greater than any of his creation maana yeye ni mkuu sana kuliko vyote alivyoviumba And it is right that God being greater than any of his creation Na. would be glorified above any of his creation. Na ni kweli kwamba Mungu akiwa juu ya vyote alivyoviumba atukuzwe juu ya hivyo viumbe. And that is what is best for us as his creatures. Na hilo ndilo la, la muhimu kwetu kama viumbe wake. That all things work according to God's will for the glory of God. Ya kwamba kila kitu kitendeke kwa utukufu wa Mungu kwa ajili ya mapenzi yake. Uh, we can turn quickly to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. Kwa Efeso 1:11. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. In him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So God works all things according to the counsel of his will all for his own glory. Kwamba Mungu hufanya vitu vyote sawasawa na mapenzi yake kwa ajili ya utukufu wake. The seventh attribute given here in our confession is love. Tabia ya saba ambayo imepeanwa ni upendo. It says most loving, gracious, merciful, long suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, forgiving iniquity, transgression and sin. Mwenye upendo mwingi, mwenye neema, mwenye huruma, mvumilivu, mwingi wa wema na kweli. So the love of God is tremendous. The love of God goes beyond 
any love of humans. Upendo wa Mungu ni mkuu sana unaenda zaidi ya upendo wa mwanadamu. And God is merciful. God is patient and long suffering. Mungu ni huruma, Mungu ni mvumilivu, Mungu ana And he is abundantly good. Na yeye ni mwema katika wingi. Because the truth is every one of us has sinned against this mighty all-powerful immense all-knowing God. Maana ukweli ni kwamba kila mmoja wetu amemtendea dhambi huyu Mungu mkuu, Mungu ambaye hapimiki, Mungu ambaye ana mamlaka yote. And God according to his justice would be perfectly just to wipe out the human race and not save any single human being ever. Na kulingana na haki yake angeweza kumaliza kila mmoja kwa sababu kila mmoja ametenda dhambi. But he did not do so. Lakini hakufanya hivyo. In fact in his love he made a way. Katika upendo wake alifanya njia in order to save sinners ili kuwaokoa watenda dhambi he made a way to reconcile them to himself according to his justice alifanya njia ya kuwaregesha watu kwake kupitia haki yake and so he punished his own son according to his justice uh, to make the payment that we owe according to our sins those who are believers kwa hivyo akamwadhibu mwanawe kulingana na haki yake ili sisi tukaweze kupona hiyo kadhabu and first john 4:8 says the one who does not love does not know god for god is love chapter 4 verse 8 sema ya kwamba yeye asiyependa hakumjua Mungu kwa maana Mungu ni upendo God is love Mungu ni upendo Now the final attribute in our uh, confession number 8 sasa tabia ya mwisho ambayo ni ya nane katika kukidi kwetu ni is justice haki And there we read the rewarder of them that diligently seek him and with all most just and terrible in his judgments hating all sin and who will by no means clear the guilty Wapa thawabu wale wanaomtafuta kwa bidii kando na hayo mwenye haki sana na hukumu zake ni za kutisha akichukia dhambi zote na hata acha mwenye mwenye hatia ama wenye hatia God rewards those who seek him Mungu huwa anawapa thawabu wale wanaomtafuta and he punishes the guilty na yeye huwatia adhabu wale ambao wanahatia Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Hebrews 11 verse 
Lakini pasipo imani haiwezekani kumpendeza kwa maana mtu amwendeaye Mungu lazima aamini kwamba yeye yuko na kwamba huwapa dawabu wale wamtafutao So God rewards those who seek him Mungu huwapa dawabu wanaomtafuta But he will punish the guilty Lakini atawaadhibu wale ambao wako na hatia Now that uh, creates somewhat of a problem for us. That has to be solved. Because we know that every one of us is guilty. Because the Bible also says that all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible also says there are none who seek God. But here in Hebrews it says that God rewards those who seek him. So if God is to remain just and that means he is to uh, in no ways clear the guilty by no means clear the guilty now what does that mean for us we we are all guilty how can we be restored to god there's only one way according to the love of god he provided the way the truth and the life that is jesus christ so that when jesus came into the world that he created and he voluntarily went to the cross he made atonement he paid the debt to god for the sins of all those who believe so god does not clear the guilty but god finds us not guilty even though we are guilty and he does that because we don't come to him in our own righteousness which is worth nothing but we come to him in the righteousness of Jesus Christ it says in 1 Corinthians that he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we can have the righteousness of God Anasema katika Korintho wa kwanza kwamba alimfanya yeye asiyejua dhambi kuwa dhambi ili sisi tupate kuwa haki ya yake ndani ya Yesu Kristo. So for those who have true faith in Jesus Christ. Kwa hivyo wale ambao wako na imani ya kweli ndani ya Yesu Kristo. You are not guilty before God. Wewe hauna hatia mbele za Mungu. Even though you're a sinner, you are found not guilty. Ijapo wewe ni mtenda dhambi, lakini mbele za Mungu unapatikana hauna hatia. Not because of anything that you have done. Sio kwa sababu ya chochote chenye umefanya, but because of what Jesus 
Christ did. And it is yours only by faith. And even that faith which is required is a gift of God. So if you're a believer, you owe your life to God. It is your duty to love and obey Him. Can you not spend your life putting God first and yeah. obeying him can we not as a church be about the business of our lord and loving others the way he has loved us let's all stand and close in prayer Our Father in heaven, how we humbly come before you, recognizing that each and every one of us, we are but sinners, deserving nothing but your wrath and your condemnation. And yet you and your love provided for us a substitute in your Son, Jesus Christ. And so we give thanks to you for that fact. And we pray, Lord, for those among us who have not yet received by faith that which Christ has done for them. Lord, how we pray that it might be true that you've written their names in the Lamb's Book of Life, that you will call them and they will hear the voice of their shepherd and follow. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God from I pray you have a wonderful week.